If this works, I think we have the merit to be called professional podcasters now. I think I think that's it has fine. nothing to do with making money off of it. It has to do with how good your audio sounds. Yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. If I have learned from, I could. I was trying to think of a of an artist that I would insult that would piss a lot of people off, but uh, I felt like not choosing violence today. Well, that's probably. A good I was gonna. Idea. I was gonna be like. If I, if I learned anything from Harry Styles is that you don't have to sound good to be a professional, but, like, that's just a lie. He does sound good. <laughs> exactly, that's just a lie. gentlemen and welcome to episode 72 of the quarter life crisis podcast i am your host hunty the guy who's always one 10 percent beer away from an eight hour nap and joining me as always this week is everyone's favorite co-host the guy who's not so sneaky lethal and chaotic at the pregame derek how are we doing today chaotic is i have become an agent of chaos and it has only been exacerbated by uh my lovely girlfriend so thank you for that katie but that is true. You're doing good. Yeah. It is uh, the aforementioned lady and I's uh, three-year anniversary today. Um, wow. 1,096 days, I think she said it was. Uh, three whole yep, years. That's crazy. About six days to go. <laughs> Love that. Well, when it's your anniversary, you got to drink a beer to celebrate. So what are we drinking? Drinking a beer that she would undoubtedly hate. I've got a um, Two Roads Road to Run 2 IPA. 70 episode 72 two roads road two run two uh, ipa we, we just I've, we're going through the we're going through the game with the and it's tuesday i feel like i just oh wow, look wow. At that. i feel like well you're listening to this on wednesday yeah. but it's tuesday, tuesday for, for us i feel like i feel like if i drank that i'd just be chewing my beer it, it's only like i think it's only like a eight percent i don't know i'll find you it. know you, th- you talk about your th- 3 p.m 3 p.m on a tuesday calls yeah, for an eight percent beer yeah. why not it's a little rainy out who cares uh i myself have a sam adams wicked easy just because i like the fact that it said wicked on it but also it's another hazy i've been on a hazy kick recently and it's very good i, I like it i like delicious it a lot. hazies have gotten a lot better when they first started rolling yeah. and like uh breweries and mass were first starting rolling yeah, first started rolling out hazies spit it out Lord. spit it out my brain moves faster than my mouth um, they were all really bad, and don't get me started on New England IPAs because those are disgusting. I know, um, I know you don't they, like them. No, they I don't. Do. They aren't good. It's not that I don't like them; it's that they're objectively <laughs> bad beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, we got some stuff to talk about, Derek. Um, I, I like how we always say that now, like every time, as if we'll never not have something to talk about. Um, but it is. We're currently in the midst of um of uh different playoff seasons for multiple sports: the NHL, the NBA. Uh, the Olympics are coming up soon. Um, and I saw a bracket, which we're not doing a bracket. I found another idea for this because I didn't want to eliminate any of these choices. But uh, I saw a bracket of the top, like, 30 arena anthems, like songs that are always played at Ooh, arenas okay. um, during sports games, blah, 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 blah. And the, the list I saw was for was specifically hockey because there are specific hockey ones. But I was like, oh, what if we expand this and do, like, actual songs that are played, like, universally transcended across most sports? So what we're going to do is we're going to make our own playlists of these of I think I picked 15 of them um, and see how different ours sure. are. I, I would like to interject so, just because just to give you some information that I learned that is crazy because you like sports. 
Out of the four teams wow. that are left in the NBA playoffs, um, two of them have never won uh, a championship title. Mm-hmm. And the last time any of them have won was 1971, in which the star player was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Dude, that's sick. That's good for. That's good for. Basketball. That's honestly like a lot them. of fun. I'm really. Glad. And this isn't this like good the isn't this like the first um wasn't this like the first quarterfinals in like twelve years to not have Curry or LeBron? Yeah, something crazy like that. That's like that's insane. I mean, that just even. I mean, Curry was on super teams, but and LeBron was on a super team for like three of those years. But not still, the Cavs. Like, that's pretty good. Not line. the Cavs. <laughs> not the Cavs. The Cavs are in fact terrible. Yeah. They went from top of the cream of the crop to horrible in one offseason. I will say one of the so best funny. SNL sketches they've had in the past few years were was the uh, the other um, Cavaliers. It was all about how oh, the yeah. other Cavs are just like LeBron's delivery boys. Yeah, that's so good. But anyways, um, arena. All right, so there I did include one that's mostly specifically hockey, and I don't think you'll know it, but I felt it was criminal to leave it off the list but it's okay um so the first up on the list eric is we will rock you by queen quintessential arena anthem song always gets the people pumping where are you putting this on your list oh it's uh it's it's 16 songs that's what you 16 got songs. Yeah, one, through, not a tier one list. through 16 okay okay, okay. no it's, it's like a it's a playlist um, it's a playlist. It's playlist so we will rock you is a song that you can't it's a it's a great song for the hype up but it's not yeah. anything that you can just play at any time you know um, it, it's it's something you'll play after either like coming on to the field or like coming back for it, it's like it's like late, a it's a walk on song it's a walk on song yeah. in my opinion even like coming back from like a, a intermission or a or time between yeah, yeah. quarters um i'm going to put that at i want to put it in the middle but since there's 16 i will put it at 9 okay yeah. oh you're at one. so 9 would actually be 10 here okay um cool I always have to do that, like, oh, it's not actually ten, nine, it's ten, oh, but whatever. For the... Because of the way, because the, our names are there. Hey, you should um, do another column with the numbers. I didn't think far enough ahead, Derek. Don't yell at me. Um, <laughs> I like Excel a lot. <laughs> I know you do. Um, I know you do, buddy. Uh, I, I, think, I think this song, I kind of, I tend to agree with you. It's very when you want to get the blood flowing and people screaming, like this is a song that you play because it's so easily recognizable. And also I give it mad, mad props for audience participation. Yeah. Like I know that it's not just singing. It's like, you're getting your, the whole place is shaking. Cause people are like hitting, you know, hitting chairs and stuff. And for that, I'm going to put it at number six. I think that's sure. fun. That, we will rock. You was definitely the first like classic rock song that I learned all the lyrics of. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, next on our list is Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. I think that's in the same boat. It's 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 fun to listen to, but like only in specific sentences. That being said, I would sooner listen to Eye of the Tiger on my like at the gym than We Will Rock You. So I'll give that. I'll put that at eight. Yeah, that's a that's a good call. Eye of the Tiger just a probably a better song. Um, I think I'm trying to think of the last time I heard Eye of the Tiger at a sporting event. It's been a while. It's the last time I've been at a sporting event. Well, 2019. Yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, sorry, 2020. I was at a couple Caps games before the shutdown. Um, but uh, never heard it there. Um, I think I'm going to stick – I'm going to put it in the same slot as you. I think I've been to two sport events, sporting events since the – maybe even one. Uh, the only one that's sticking out in my brain right now is the Maryland lacrosse game, and they just play that woohoo song <laughs> whenever we score a goal. So i think that's on the, i think that's on that's this list gonna be number one for me I'm telling you that right i think now. it's on this list uh next up from metallica is enter sandman <laughs> a lot of these are very like rage songs, oh that's like number very three hype, hype house enter sandman dude, is one of the best songs one. of all time 
such a good song. I think that for me is number four, yeah. but I really it's like one of the it. Best it's very songs good. Of all time. Also, like if you don't know these songs, go look them up because they're very yeah. good. Like all of these, unironically, are very good songs. Um, next one is a Maryland basketball favorite, "Take on Me" by is, is Aha. Uh, I think yeah. that does that right. Um, yeah. It's only fun if it's the band doing it instrumental. If they're actually playing it, I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to sing with everybody. Yeah, you know. It's also like you kind of need a gimmick to go with it, like some yeah. kind of video that they play or something. You can't just like play it solo. It's not <laughs> if yeah. you play it solo. I'm like, all right, this is plus. Weird. Honestly, weirdly enough, I think if it sounds better coming, like there's a lot of songs that like have this the um have the the fact like the coolness factor of being played by by like an orchestra essentially, not an orchestra, but like a, a band. I, I yeah. didn't want to say band because all songs are played by bands, but <laughs> you know what I meant. Uh, but that one just like it honestly sounds better than the electronic, in my opinion. Um, mm. I'm, I'm True. Give it five. Put it at five. Oh wow, yeah. that's based on what you were talking. That's way higher than I thought. Yeah, I really like. I really like Take on Me. I think for me, it's not as high. I don't like it as much. I think that's gonna go in my nine slot. It's fine. It's in my nine. Somewhere. I like it at Maryland basketball games, but it's not. You have We Will Rock oh, You. Yeah. Oh, nine, yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Okay. Then that, that tracks. We haven't gotten any lower can you, than Can nine. you share your screen so I can see what I'm looking at? No. I'm letting these songs be well, a surprise, oh, Derek. Geez. Okay, fine. Ha, 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 ha. The next one up is Sandstorm. Yep. That's number two. Really? Number two? I love Darude. It's like a like EDM is like having a seizure, just like yeah. Oh that, no, that sandstorm was kind of a meme for a while on the internet. Um, and then was it really? Yeah, because people were just like, "This is a ridiculous song," but it's actually fantastic. Once it starts to get going, you're like, "Okay, yeah." This just is just the tough. just the, like nice. the the slow like verb up upwards, and then the just in your face, and then it's like oh oh, and then it mm-hmm. slowly builds up until it's just going nuts. Yeah. That's so fun. That, like that's one of those songs that the building shakes just from the music, which I think is fun. I think for me it's gonna go. We're gonna pop this in the five yeah, slot for me. I love. I like Sandstorm, Sandstorm dude. The next uh, next one up is from our favorite old crazy person, Ozzy Osbourne with Crazy Train. Uh, I think that's another one where I don't care about it unless I'm singing it with a crowd of a thousand people. Um, I think I'll drop that at 12. At 12, you say, yeah. sir? That would mean here. I think, um, hot take, this shouldn't be played at arenas. I'm just like, why? It's, not, it's like fine, I guess, but compared to some of these other songs, it's like this doesn't really inspire like me to get juiced with a bunch of it's, people. You know what I mean? It's the intro only, honestly. It's the... It's yeah, a so boom, boom. I think for me, that's going to put it at 14. Yeah, I mean, I could have gone anywhere in that like bottom tier. It's it's not something I'm getting out of bed to jam to. No, I don't know how you feel about this next one, but this one I don't understand really why it's given as much arena hype as it is. Seven Nation Army by White Stripes. I get it because of the because just purely behind the purely behind like the yeah like the music theory of it like it's a song yeah. that is designed to get stuck in your head. Um, yeah. And weirdly enough, I prefer it just like the chanting. I don't need this music. I don't need the like the because that's what people forget. That's where that comes from. Um, Fifteen for me. 
Yeah, it just like there's another version of this song that's on this list that's that's an electronic version that I think is much better. That's better for in terms of what it sure. what it's for. Um, that you probably don't know it's the name of it, but it's what it is. Yeah. Um, you said fifteen. 15 yeah. Fifteen. All right. Uh, for me, I don't want to use my bottom slot just yet, but I'm just like, why do you exist? <laughs> Uh, no, there's this other song that I don't really like that much. I was about so to say, I feel at, validated in not using 16 yet since I can't see yeah, the list. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this at 13. Okay. Um, next up is Song 2 by Blur. Oh, what's Song 2? It's the, um, oh, I had it in my head earlier. What is, I remember the, I remember the sound I of it. I can't even remember. Kind of. Can't no, I have, it's it's a good song. I just never remember that. The, oh, it's, it's like. Yeah, yeah, that oh. one, that one, yeah. Okay, I haven't, I haven't dished out a number one yet, have I? You have not. All right, that's number one. <laughs> yeah, this one, I think, this is a big disparity for us, but this goes in the number, uh, number seven slot for me. I think it's good. I have, I, I have more personal attachment to it than you do. You do, that you do. Um, it's a very good song, and it's been used in a lot. Of, if you watch like any early two thousands action movie, it's in that movie because like just in some montage sequence. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, it's like it's a song that should be used in like Agent Cody Banks because that's like a like a positive kids action movie. You know what I mean? I don't remember anything um, about Agent Cody Banks, but um, dude, the second neither, movie in London slapped. Neither does Frankie Muniz. So, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> uh, okay, so next up is from Europe. It's the final countdown. Derek. Um, I think this is a tacky. This a tacky one, one is very situational because if it's the final countdown in a moment where I have hope, then it's number one. But if it's the final countdown in a moment where I don't, it's number seventeen. Um, <laughs> for that re- and because I'm a Washington sports fan, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with like thirteen. Do I have thirteen open? You yeah, do. I'll do thirteen. Yeah, it just feels like super tacky '80s song to me. Like it's just like. Uh, do we really need this right now? Also, like, I feel... I don't even know if I feel like I have hope in the game. I feel like I'm not... I'm still not winning if this song is playing. I feel like just, set, like, not excited. I mean, I... So I think the only team that I follow very religiously is, is Washington football. And um, I I think I, I said this last year, but I've been alive for about 350 of their games. And probably 320 of them have been decided in the last two minutes. Um, so that song doesn't will almost never do it for me. <laughs> This this one is gonna go in my last spot. I just I don't I don't like it enough. It's just like why. Um, the next one is the hockey one that I don't know if you know. Have you ever heard of the Chelsea Dagger? Uh, talk about it. I'm gonna find it. So the Chelsea Dagger is a song that they play after every Chicago Blackhawks goal, um, and it's become synonymous with their team. Um, and it's really just the chorus Runs that rock. is. Yeah, the cor- it's the chorus that is played after they score a goal, and it's like, and it's like the, the way it sounds, and like you hear the whole, they call it the Madhouse on Madison. Mm. Um, I, on Madison Avenue, it goes crazy. Familiar. I need to actually hear it though. Yeah, so it's like, it's it's. I think it's a it's a fun song. It's gonna go in my uh, my number. Oh, ooh, ooh, this is fun. Okay, I remember. I remember yeah, right, isn't that cool song? This is gonna go. Okay, okay, okay. So every time the Blackhawks score, that song plays. And, like, other sports have tried to co-opt it. It just doesn't work as well because it's, like, a clear, like, a chant song that you need yeah. to celebrate with. I think, for me, that's going to go in my number three song. I'll put that at I number like – what do I have open? What do I have open you above have, eight? <laughs> you have four, six, and seven. I'll give, it, I'll give it seven. I'll give it seven. It's fine. Okay. 
All right. Um, next up is the immigrant song from Led Zeppelin. That's four. It's a tough That's one. Four. That's a tough one. Uh, tough. I'm putting that as high as I have left. That's four. That song rocks. I think I'm looking. I know. I'm going to go number two. Yeah, that's valid. I'm going to go number two. You've been talking about an immigrant song a lot. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's It's just always in the head cannon, man. Excuse me. All right. Next up we have from Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. Yes. Um... That go that, that takes my last top top eight slot. That's your number number six, six or seven. Rocks. Yeah, six six. It's a very good song, and I kind of wish that I'd remember. I somehow forgot that it's on the list, even though I can see it. Um, <laughs> so I wish it could go higher, but I'm not mad about putting it in the um, in the ten yeah. slot. Uh, it's one of those songs that I feel like can be dependent on the sport that you're watching sure. or whatever event you're at. Like if it's if it's like. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's a song that needs to be contained by a roof. So if you're not in a dome and it just flies out, it's not as successful. But I don't know. Um, four from the bottom, we have Jump Around by House of Pain. <laughs> what do I have left? You have uh, 10, 11, uh, 5, no, 14, and 16. I came to get down. I came to get down. Um, I'll give that 14. I don't really like that song uh, in a, in a sports setting. It's fun in like a yeah, it's, it's fun in like a pregame setting, but in a sports one, yeah. like I'm in I'm in a bunch of bleachers. I can't jump around. Um, yeah. One exception being at a Maryland soccer game, um, but I'm probably yeah. never going to go to one of those sure. again in my life. So, <laughs> sure, uh, I put it in uh, 15 just because it, basically the exact same reason. Yeah. Um, okay, next up is Twist and Shout, otherwise known as the Shout Song by the Eiley Brothers. Again, that's not... Eiley? Isley? I think it's Eiley. Eiley, probably. I will Eiley. say the only version of, the only version of this song that is good is the one that they play when the Bills score touchdowns, because it's the Bills make me want to shout instead of ever... And it's, like, it is one of the most electric things oh, wait, I've that's ever not, heard, but that's not... I thought you said Twist that and is Shout. What that is. That's what it's called. I was thinking of the Ferris Bueller one. No, it is. Where we, which one is that? I don't, the uh, work it out, baby, twist and shout. Oh no, not that song. I don't because it's the, okay. I looked at I looked up the lyrics to the shouts like the shout song. And they said it was called Twist That's and so Shout. Strange. Mm-hmm. I had to do a double take. Okay, <laughs> just because I just because I spot checked you. <laughs> Wait, where does this say? Um. Yeah, no, you're wrong. <laughs> It's what? Called shout. I looked this. And it's by Otis I looked this up twice. Oh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. <laughs> Twist. I literally looked up the exact lyrics and it brought me to there. I hate the internet. I've been duped. Yeah, no, the Isley I've Brothers did do Twist and Shout, but <laughs> the one that anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's you make me want. Well, it's shout and then parentheses. You make me want it, but that's that makes more sense now. <laughs> that's that's. Mm. Is it really a hunter-led podcast if I don't screw up something? Right. It's not a sport. Again, it's not a sports song. I love that song dearly. Um, I don't want to listen to that at Arena, though. Uh, that's 16 for me. It's your last yeah. one. I think for me, I'm going to give it uh, I'm gonna give it 12. Just just for the Bills version alone, I think that's a decent. I'm telling you, you got to hear it. It's, it's so fun. I bet fun. it's the same thing. Um, so they say Bills instead of you. Yeah, and it's just fun. Because, well, I think it's really fun because everybody's just a complete degenerate when it happens. <laughs> Now, next up is the, um, uh, or this one's called Kerncraft 400 Zombie Nation. Oh, Zombie Nation. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Hmm. As a reminder, you have 10 and 11 left. Oh, well, I mean, at that point, it's not right. <laughs> uh... Flip a coin. <laughs> Where are you going to put it? I'm putting this in 11. That's I have 11 and 1 left. And, oh, so you saved. Okay, uh, then I guess I, I guess I'll put it in eleven. Just, <laughs> like it just kind of it just kind of worked out like that. Yeah, domination. Domination is a classic. It's I, I wouldn't be upset if I never heard it in another sports game, but like I never am upset if I do. You know. Yeah. Now the last song, and I'm I. It's not that I just saved it for last. I just think that this was the best one on the list. Um, is a, a more modern one, which is "Ceiling Can't Hold Us" by Macklemore. Dude. The chorus of that song at any sports event, no matter what time of the game it is, makes people go crazy, and it's so fun. It is the best you're, time. You're a zoomer for that. It's true. That's, it's literally I wish I true. I at ten, bro. You literally you come on. You just haven't you haven't lived. I'm, I'm, t- I'm haven't telling lived. the I'm telling the guys on you right now. That's a horrible. That's, that's fine. A horrible take. I think Hunter it's a correct. Thinks take. that the that's best a great song to play when, at dude, a when they play arena. <laughs> Is ceiling can't so hold good. us, dude? It's so good. Uh, it's, it's by so Macklemore. Shame, I know this what I'm talking. <laughs> ah, well, whatever, man. I am entitled to my opinions, no matter how wrong they may be. Except for you're so confident when you're tweeting from the account, like we will be taking no criticism because this is right. That's how I read your tweets well, when you talk like that. <laughs> good, good. Well, also because. I have to contribute something to this podcast. <laughs> so you contribute sass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's correct. Um, all right. So up next, Derek, we have to discuss, before we get to our MCU movie review of Ant-Man and the Wasp, the Sorry, greatest re- phase three movie. <laughs> I have to read out loud. Joseph I can roast it already. Joseph Hunty, did you panic and think of the first song that came to mind? Please say yes. Oh, my God. Come on. No, it's good. It's good. I stand <laughs> oh by that boy. take. It's such good. It's good. Um, anyway, before we get to our Ant-Man and the Wasp review, we have a little more Marvel content to talk about. So as you know, spirit fingers know that the, one. The, jazz, the, the, the spirit hands. Um, so as you know, we were a podcast that originally was born out of beer. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yet we never talk about what happens when you drink too much of it. Um, so what we're going to do is I have devised a tier list oh, of MCU characters as to how inebriated they would get at a party. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. Okay, so I have 17 different characters. Um, the tier rankings are as follows. We have the absolute units, the people that, you know, can just can just pound some drinks and, you know, they will have no problems at all and will we'll hang to each of their own. The next tier we got are Pong partners. These are people that, like, you know, for the most part, are 85 to 90% of the time are going to have it together. You're not really worried about them too much. Then we have our on-the-brink people, which are either very hit or miss. They're either, you know, going to fall off a cliff or be totally fine and you have no idea what's coming. Very unpredictable. Uh, then the next tier we have is probably crying. They're just not having a good time. That's just what happens. Uh, and then the last tier is no thoughts, head empty. These are people that they have a couple drinks and then they're just on another planet. They're gone, zooted, bye. Okay. Um, so we have 17 characters we have to rank these on. Um, and uh, the first one up is the new Captain America, a.k.a. Old Falcon, a.k.a. Sam Wilson. Derek, what Old do we Falcon. think? Um, I th- hmm. Sam, Sam's a pong partner. Sam's a pong partner. I feel like he can handle his liquor, but he also like knows when to like turn it down and have some fun. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like he won't. He knows his limits, and he's willing to push him like twice a year. But other than that, he's like, "Nah, we're chilling." 
Um, next up, and we're putting a, a content warning. On yeah, this. yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, drink responsibly. If Peter Parker, if Peter Parker was yeah. twenty-one, what would he be? Uh, wee little baby, no thoughts, head empty. Yeah, I think he'd be dead on the yeah. floor. He'd just be like, "Good night, sir. Good night, Moon." He'd be like, "I don't feel so good, Mister Stark." In a different context. Did you ever see that joke about? It was like, um, after Spidey joined the MCU, it was like a head cannon of um him finishing a mission with the Avengers and Thor handing him a beer and Tony being like, <laughs> being like Thor, he's 15. And Thor goes, Oh, okay. Two for the growing boy. <laughs> it's like that TikTok. There's like the, from the community where they're like, do you want a beer? And he's they go, four. he's four. I don't know. What am I supposed to do with him? Yeah, um, facts. Very true. Um, all right. Next up we have rocket raccoon, which I don't, do we think that rocket can metabolize alcohol? Did he thing? get drunk in, in one of the he did i think movie? he did that sounds right uh Seems i'm like gonna go with on the brink because dude dude's sad a lot but he's gotten less sad as the franchises have gone along and so um i feel That's like true. if he gets drunk he it's kind of a toss-up whether he's gonna be a lot of fun or uh horrendous yeah i feel like two movies ago i would have been like yeah he's probably crying because he'll just get emo about how he has no friends but now he has friends so it's more just like what is he gonna get sad about this time yeah. Who knows? Um, next up, we have our good friend Nebula. Um, she's a robot. <laughs> uh, she's she's like absolute, half robot. She's all, she's all robot now. She's absolutely human. okay. Yeah, she can't metabolize. It's alcohol. either that. It's either that or the liquid just like makes her fry to death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just burns out. No clue. <laughs> yeah, no clue. Um, next up, we have King T'Challa, aka the Black Panther. The King. Um. He's a palm partner. He's a homie. You think yeah. so? Oh, yeah. what do you think? I don't know. I was feeling like one below that. On the brink? No, a, he's a king, man. He's got to handle his liquor. Yeah, but he doesn't really know what's going on. I, I'm fine. I don't have a good enough argument against it. I just feel <laughs> he like he doesn't know what's going on. Come on. The whole your whole argument. I don't know. Never mind. Never mind. Um, all right. Next up. Uh, this is one that I think I could argue for probably crying because just based on who they are, and that's uh, Star Lord. No, I was gonna say no thoughts, thoughts head empty because he's no thoughts head empty all the, anyways. But um, when he yeah when he gets Ooh. drunk, he he just thinks about his mom and his dad and Gamora. So that's I feel like he'd just be he'd be a sad yeah, he'd boy. Probably cry. He'd be major cry. Uh, next up, everybody's uh, favorite cosmic superhero is never around, Captain Marvel. Uh, I feel like it's the same deal as is like Nebula. Can she metabolize? Can she metabolize alcohol? She can breathe. She's probably like, she's probably like Cap, like like Chris Evans' Cap, where like you can't get drunk. Yeah, she's a unit, man. She's a unit. Yeah, just keep throwing them back. Those are those people that when they drink like alcohol, you're like, wow, you really like the taste of that, yeah. don't you? You really do. <laughs> um, next up, his poor head got cut off. Um, it's Scott Lang, aka Ant Man. Scott Lang's on the brink. Skyline's on the brink. He went to, he went to prison, and he can he could probably like hold his own, <laughs> but um, now he's just got a daughter, and he wants to take care of her all the time, and he gets he's, one drink in him, and he's just like, whoa. <laughs> I bet you Scott Lang is one of those people that is like a freak of nature, where he can handle like the most aggressive of liquor, but as soon as you put like an IPA in him, he's just toast. Yeah, like he's just yeah. gone, and I'm like, that makes no sense, but okay, why not? Um. The the patriarch himself, Mr. Tony Stark. Uh he's crying. Yeah. Well when he was alive. Um spoilers. Uh dude was so <laughs> <It's> like, depressed. <laughs> dude had so many uh anxieties in his brain. If he gets any if he gets an inch of alcohol, an inch near any kind of alcohol, that dude's crying. Mm-hmm. He's just 
just very very emo boy um yeah i, I feel i feel bad for him with alcohol yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up is the original cap, Mr. Chris Evans, who we also know that uh, he can't he get can't drunk alcohol. So, so if, if anything, he's probably like he's definitely above Captain yeah. Marvel because we don't yeah. know. Um, next up, curious thoughts is we can do two iterations of this. Is Bruce Banner, but the picture I have is when he's like Professor. So Hulk. I'm gonna since he's canon Professor Hulk now, I'll go with that. Uh, and this might be my hottest take. Um, I'm gonna go with no thoughts. Because his brain is still Banner's. Mm-hmm. And we see that his body, like, you see, saw the amount he ate in uh, in um, Endgame. He ate, like, yeah. as much, as many eggs as Andy does in a day. Um, <laughs> so I just, I'm just imagining, <laughs> just imagining Professor Hulk with two kegs under his arm, just taking swigs. Just taking swigs, and then Banner Brain just being like, "Okay, it's a party," and then he chucks the kegs like a mile away. But yeah, I'm going with no thoughts. Head empty. Yeah, I feel like that's fine. I can I can accept that. I was gonna go with on the brink, but that's a good argument. I feel like he he's one like he is definitely at that stage where he he probably isn't sure of how much he actually could drink. Like I feel like he doesn't know. Yeah, I bet he doesn't you know drink I mean? alcohol. Yeah. He's just, and when he was just Bruce Banner, he'd probably just be such a dork at yeah. parties. He probably just wouldn't know what to do. Um, I mean, he was at that party in Ultron, now that you think about yeah. it. Man, had no idea what he was doing. Um, speaking of Ultron, uh, next up we have Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. the Black She's Widow. Russian. Yeah, she's Absolute a unit. unit. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, she... All, all she will do is just tank. We, ha- we have robot... Can't meta- we have robot, immune to alcohol, and Russian in the top three. <laughs> in the top... Uh, in the top... Here, I mean, who's to say that's not all the same? To be honest with you, it's racist. Um, Russians. <laughs> anyway, um, next up we have Hawkeye, aka Clint Barton. Hawkeye's on the brink, I think. Haw- Clint Barton. You don't think he's? You don't think? He, you don't think he's a pong partner? No, 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 no. He's he's too. I feel like that man handles his like brandy. No, he's too. He's too much of a dad. Not like a like he's probably a fun dad with his kids, but he's definitely he's definitely the dad that when um what's his daughter's name Lila yeah that when Lila turns like seventeen like uh he's gonna he's gonna be just subtly like cleaning his his exploding arrows and his crossbow on his porch when a when a guy comes to pick her up for the first time he's definitely one of those dads and that, that's not a guy I want to be a punk partner with all right. all right that's that's fair enough that's fine I feel like. I feel like he could be a pong partner in the sense that like he just gives off the vibe that he knows how to like socially drink pretty well and like can handle it. But there's that one or two occasions where it's just like, whoops, a little yeah. too much there. Um, but I don't know. Uh, next up, I feel like I don't know what you're gonna argue for this. Uh, Thor's Thor. a pong partner. Why? Did you see Endgame? Uh, Do you see Endgame? Yeah. <laughs> Thor Lebowski. I guess. I guess that was my question, like, before Endgame was, like, can Thor... Because all they do in Asgard is drink. And I'm like, can they can they get drunk? Is that a thing? They're, like, gods. And then, apparently, yes, yes, they if can. If you drink enough. If you drink enough. Eventually, it'll happen. Unless you're drinking in no duels, then probably not. Um, next up, we have War Machine, a.k.a. Rhodey. Hmm. What are you thinking? On first vibe, I was thinking probably crying. But then I thought, what are you crying about? Then I went mm, probably nothing. So, I think I'm gonna go, believe it or not, with pong partners. I don't. Mm, God dang it. Uh, I feel like he. I feel like he's very straight and no, narrow. No, I was so about to say. No, no, together. I was about to say he's straight and narrow, so he would like be pissed off at um, 
anybody who was like drunk he he'd think that he was in a good spot and be like pissed off with anybody who was drunker than him uh and because of that i i'm saying on the brink oh you're just saying not even to do it the alcohol just might no no because no 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 he's drinking you? and he's he's like he's having a good time but like when he gets to the point where he's like i know i'm drunk he's just like ready to explode touche yeah. all right on the brink it is i think that's that's smart um speaking of probably crying wanda maximoff she's russian she's sokovian it's russia <laughs> it's it's more like the ukraine she's derek eastern a european conversation we're she's not ready dude. for she's a unit dude she's super sad about everything she's literally the most powerful being in all of the universes she's Bro, a unit. she's so traumatized she's just gonna get drunk and no, cry she's a unit i don't dude she would try to get drunk and cry and it wouldn't work she's a unit <laughs> she'd be like 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 Bruce from the first uh, Avengers, where he's like, I tried to get drunk, and it just the other guy yeah, spit yeah, it yeah. back so she, out. She take like she takes six tequila shots at the same time, and then her eyes would start glowing red. There's no way. Eh, okay, fine. I can I can live with that. Uh, and uh, Vision, who can he? Uh, I'm he's going by the names. Too, I will not elaborate after this. I'm going by the names of the tears. Head empty. <laughs> You're a terrible person for that. <laughs> Head empty. You said head empty. (laughs) You you tossed me soft one and you got to swing that. Yeah, I know. I bet you you saw a vision at the end. I was like, like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. So to round out this tier list, we have an apps or a no thoughts head empty. We have 21-year-old Peter Parker. So Andrew Garfield. um, uh, Professor Hulk. No, 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 no. Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker is a Pong partner. That dude's a bro. Okay, well, he. what I'm saying is age referencing. Um, Toby Toby McGuire's is crying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, in probably crying, we have Star Lord and Tony Stark. Um, and on the brink, we have Rocket, Ant Man, Hawkeye, and War Machine, aka Rhodey. In Pong Partners, we have Captain America, Sam Falcon, Sam, Sam Falcon, Sam Wilson, Sam Fal- Scott Lang over there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, T'Challa, aka Black Panther, and Thor. And an absolute unit, the best of the best, we have Nebula. Uh, the original Captain America, Captain Marvel, Black Widow, and Wanda Maximoff. What do you feel about this list? I'm um, trying to think where uh, where where like Thanos would fit in, and I think he'd be crying. You think? The- Did I lose you? You think? No, no I was cool. muted for a second. Thanos would be crying but if you- he didn't have the if you didn't have the stones. Imagine imagine like first 15 minutes of Endgame, Thanos drunk. Oh, what a loser! Yeah, he'd be the worst. Spoiler alert. Um, okay, Derek. Eh, not really. Um, it's it's old now. Um, that is really all the stuff we had to, to cover before we got to our MCU review. So um, if you would like to take us on a journey, what happens in Ant-Man and the Wasp? Okay. <laughs> um, Hope Van Dyne and uh, Hank Pym find out that uh, Janet Van Dyne might be alive in the quantum realm because she's been there for 30 years. Um, Scott's on house arrest because of the events of Civil War, and he, that those also drove a wedge between him and Hope and uh, him and Hope and uh, Hank. Hope and Hank—that's hard to say. Um, but after Hope and Hank find out that uh, Janet might be alive, they break into Scott's house and like break him out essentially to help him get him out. Um, they also find out that there is a scientist and his daughter, daughter, daughter. 
trying also to get into the quantum realm because she was experimented on and her body is in a constant state of indescribable pain. Um, and she believes that the research that Janet is was working on, or she believes the stuff that's in the quantum realm can help her. Um, who, who ghost, ghost yeah. She wants to, she well, wants yeah, to stop hurting. She said, yeah, she said, like, phasing, there's some, like, particle yeah, or whatever yeah. down there. Uh, and then <laughs> there's also a guy that, like, wants to do business with Hope and Hank, and he ends up being a jerk, and... Um, long story short scott gets really big and they get the lab back and janet gets out of the realm and they heal ghost and scott gets back before he gets caught by jimmy woo oh and then the post credit scene scott goes in the quantum realm I hope hank and janet were supposed to pull him out but then they got thanos snapped whoops whoops <laughs> um yeah so what what did you think about that plot there? um i gave a six it uh wasn't great uh, I think it, it truly, truly did. The movie truly did exist to um, set up Endgame in, a, in, in any kind of way, uh, set up a plot device in Endgame at the very least. Um, yeah, it, it felt like it was just kind of it was just kind of forced. The relationships were forced. The villain was a little shoehorned in. Stupid. That being the villain being Ghost <laughs> and the one trying to buy the Hank technology. Oh yeah, the weird son. Yeah, that guy. Um, I don't know. It was it was fine. It's it wasn't great. It didn't like keep me on the edge of my seat at all. I Scott got big, which was cool. (laughs) Yeah, I went with a seven. I think it was overall like like you said, fine. Um, I thought that the whole resolution with Ghost was like kind of dumb. The way they were just like, oh, let's fix her. Um, and I was like, yeah, like great, teach people compassion and all that stuff, but also like she literally killed people. So like th- there's got to be some retri- retribution there. Um, also, yeah, the the southern guy, why was he in this movie? He did not need to be there whatsoever. It was just another thing to get in their way. That's you know, about else it. Need like, to be it wasn't be Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, dumb. <sighs> why? You could again. Not not hate on Lawrence out. Fishburne. The character. <laughs> just we didn't need him. Yeah. I don't even what's his name? Bill? I don't I've remember. No, he's supposed to be in, he's supposed to be in the third one. And I'm like, why? What are we doing? Yeah, so I went with the seven. It was okay. Like it was, it was just like a, a decent. I think we talked about this with the last time, man. It's just like a benchmark Marvel movie. Yeah, that's where it's at. That's a fine plot. Okay, not bad. Um, moving into writing and characters, I went with a six on this. Um, I think the writing was overall pretty good, but you could tell that. Um, even though I gave it the same score for him, who Edgar Edgar Wright directed the first one, right? Uh, yeah, Edgar Wright directed the first one. And you can tell, even though I gave them the same score, it's like one was very close to a seven and one was getting closer to a five. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take a genius to know that the Edgar Wright effect swung the pendulum yeah. in those two directions, right? So I think that the writing was fine at best. It was it was okay. There were a couple of jokes that I was like, what are we doing? Like, this is just, you're just penciling in humor that doesn't work. Um, and uh, even at that, some... I. I was a little harsh on the acting, I think. But overall, um, I think that the, the writing and the characters, the villains weren't, like, well-developed at all. It was like, Ghost is just hurting, and that's why she's hurting people. Yeah. Which is, like, the base for any villain. But, like, come on, let's get some complexity and depth here. Um, and the whole, like, trying to navigate why uh, Hope and Hank are mad at Scott and, like, bringing us in back to their world just didn't really work that well in the beginning. It was kind of sloppy. It, it felt, so it felt like, like a it felt like a very moot point. Because um, why would they... Why, what happened between the end of Ant-Man and the beginning of Civil War, you know? 
Like, why couldn't – did they just not have any kind of communication? Because that was – that those didn't happen, like, the next day, you know? I, yeah, yeah. Hank was really – he was know. like, well, I thought you destroyed – you stole my suit. and Dude, you could have ca- talked to him. Like <laughs> – you could have just gotten it back at any I don't know, time. I, I thought that time. was – yeah, it was a little shoehorned in. Writing a character, I also gave a six. Um, I think the characters w- serve their purposes. Um, I wish – I really wish the MCU did more with Hank Pym. Um, he's, like, such a big character in the comics. He's huge in the comics. He's, like, one of the most important characters in the comics. And, well, and even Hope, even Hope Van Dyne, she – the Wasp was one of the original Avengers. Um, yeah. So, like – and I'm glad that they got the Wasp like in the fray like i'm glad that they entered i'm surprised they didn't introduce her in the first ant-man the fact that she was there i was like give her the suit like what are you doing um <laughs> and like the, the explanation of it was fine uh i do think that uh writing kind of writing out scott's ex-wife and her husband was smart they didn't need to be in this movie um yeah and I got what they were doing with both of the villains and they kind of served a purpose, but they weren't, they were not, they weren't really over the top. They didn't really impress me. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> directing cinematography. What'd you think? It's a seven. It's good. I, I thought that every force perspective shot was not force perspective. Every shot that was the, from the perspective of an ant was incredible. Um, I thought that, Anytime that like that had to be CGI was really good. The shots that they did with very, very strong intentions, like Hank at the very end, like being confronted with like his demons essentially, um, before he finally rescues, before he finally rescues Janet. That that was a really cool looking scene. Um, it looked good. Nothing like it was. Other than that, it was kind of uninspiredly shot. Like just a lot of shot reverse shot conversations, and it was it was fine. Seven middle of the road. Yeah, just like the uh, the the action scenes where everybody's tiny and going through all the worlds and stuff, like the like seeing things that shouldn't be small or shouldn't be bigger that are huge. Yeah. Is, that's all cool, and that's all that always rocks. And I think they elevated it from the original, the, from the first one. Um, but yeah, when it's not when it's not just small guy go big or big guy go small, it's like, yep, this is just a regular old movie. <laughs> um, and so I gave it an eight. I think it was because they elevated that, that the kind of the special effects and the way it looked. I think that was really cool. Uh, plus the quantum realm looked dope. So you got to give it to them. Um, moving into acting. This is where I didn't really love the movie overall. I gave it a five. Oh, okay. um, I think Paul Rudd was very good. I think um, Evangeline Lilly was good. I think, was it? Who plays Hank Pym? Is that um Michael name? Douglas? Michael Douglas. Yes. Michael Douglas. I think Michael Douglas was good. I, I wanted to I wanted everybody to say Kurt Russell, but that's ego. <laughs> no. Every, everybody else. Old, wi- just old kinda... white guy with big hair. <laughs> um everybody outside of those three was just kind of meh for me. I was like, okay, like cool. Like Ghost, I thought was really boring. <laughs> Sorry, I have to say um, I have to say this before the thought loses my head. If the if the MCU Trinity is is Iron Man, um is Iron Man uh Thor and Captain America, the old white man with big hair trilogy is Michael <laughs> Michael Douglas, Kurt Russell, and Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. So all, I think both of the villains. I think like the guy, the southern guy, who I've seen in a million movies, don't know his name. Um, he was Mister Stone fine. in Community, and that's what I'm going to refer to him as. Yeah, he was fine as at that role, but also the role wasn't necessary and was just like dumb. Um, Lawrence Fishburne, not his greatest performance. Yeah. 
was just kind of there. Everybody was just kind of like very average in this movie. Like even Luis, I was kind of like, dude, you did so much better in the first one um, as compared to this one. And like, I, I don't know. Because those three were good, I left it at a five. If the, if one of them didn't pull a strong performance, I feel like I'd take it down a notch. But I feel like a five is where I landed, just because I was like, eh, just not really impressed. So I had this one at a six. Um, I think we're. I think that I had a little bit more of an appreciation for like the main cast. Um, I think that Scott Lang, Evang- or Scott Lang, uh, Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, and Michael Douglas all did very well. I think that even if the writing wasn't as strong, they did what they could with it. Um, yeah, I agree that I agree that Lawrence Fishburne kind of phoned it in for this one. Uh, <laughs> he just he just got his bag, and and, and then with like the like Scott's like cronies, um, well Scott's friends, but whatever. Yeah. Um, they they were kind of pushed to the sidelines. Goofy. So like yeah, they're just so goofy. they they weren't written very well, and uh, bad or good acting can sometimes make up for bad writing. But like it was very it was okay acting for bad writing. The thing that bumped it up to a seven for me though was the actress that played Cassie Lang. Oh, I forgot about she her. She's so good. She is one of the best. She was 10 years old when this movie came out. Actually, she was nine Very nine good. when she was filming, 10 when it came out. She is one of the most talented t- child actors I've ever seen, and I hope she's getting more work. She was very good. Yeah, that, she was wildly she was good, good in that movie. I forgot about that. Doesn't really make me want to adjust my score that much, though, and you'll you'll see why at the end. Is it a 6.9? No, it's not, actually. We gave it the same exact score, which hasn't happened yet. Um, I don't think it has. Let's keep going. Um, so moving on to what is a special effects. I really liked the special effects in this movie. I didn't hate it. I went with a nine. It was very high on the special effects in this. Um, you could get into some really tacky waters with like things like the quantum realm and shit that literally doesn't exist. Um, but this, they, they made it look, it doesn't got to look believable. It's literally not real. Um, and it's this dimension that we can't access, but they made it look like not cheesy. It didn't look holographic. It didn't look um super super fake it didn't look like they were obviously standing in front of green screens in a studio in burbank um i thought it was very well done very well executed and they put a lot of attention and detail into it which they kind of did in the first one but they just kind of upped the game a little bit in the second one so it went from a seven from the first one to a nine in the sequel so yeah so far it was my i think it's the fourth best looking behind uh dr strange guardians and ragnarok um, and Ragnarok yeah. only because it had less of it. I feel like if it had the same amount of, if, if it was almost, if all of the movie took place in the Quantum Realm, I feel like that could have, I think that could have bumped it up to a 10. Um, but yeah, it's a nine. It looks good. Uh, the, just the juxtaposition of the Quantum Realm next to the real world was a little jarring sometimes, but not in a way that it like took me out of it. So uh, nine is, nine is good and solid. I just realized you changed your score for one of these. So now it's not I didn't the change same my score. score. I'm mad about it. You did when I just un when I just went from when I just like uncolored these it went for, it was they were both seven point ones. These, these have been the same since I updated them this morning. <laughs> okay, well I know what I saw. Anyway, um, in terms of score, what did you give it, Derek? Uh, it's a seven. It, the music was good. I think that it's a it was a bigger part in the first movie, um, in that they like tried to use like the 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 score to enhance the story that they didn't really need to this time specifically like when i'm thinking of like luis's storytelling sequences get oh i thought you just went and changed my score um i hit a button by accident (laughs) so uh it was it wasn't anything monumental but um it was solid and i enjoyed the music so seven seven's a solid strong one for me yeah, I gave it an eight. Um, they, I, I like when these movies effectively use like actual. Well, I don't want to say actual music because all music is music. Um, but 
when they use like non-instrumental music when it's not just like, like an studio orchestra. music yeah, yeah i know what you're saying yeah and i think that this movie does a pretty good job of utilizing that although the reason it's not a nine is because i forgot all the songs that were in it um, but i know that they had them in there and they were good um and i think that they just use an effective use of like noises and sounds and whatnot that contribute to the overall sound of the movie so i went with an with an eight i thought it was a, a very nice sounding movie in terms of like oh they they have cool music in here and like it it fits the vibe we've talked about that a lot like it fits the aesthetic of what the movie is trying to do um and so i liked it so eight it is um rounding out for for a total average so i gave it a 7.10 and derek gave it a 6.9 um rounding out to an even score of seven straight up which i, I feel like that's a good landing where did spot we, for this where one. Did we man fall 6.2 yeah it's it's better than the first one but not by that much <laughs> um yeah and it fits it fits around that uh what is it like iron man three it's and- a iron man three uh even black panther if you want to stretch uh, it a little bit i think black panther's a little it's better yeah, black panther's a little it's, like it's, it's a little vi- with this there. metric it's a little lower it, like Batman 2 should go farther down but um yeah yeah, yeah. iron man 3 it's a little bit better that. than the original it's, avengers it's, i stand by that a little bit better than cap one so yeah yeah yep mm-hmm. um so next week we're going to take a look at captain marvel probably the most pol- decisive movie <laughs> between us or the, the internet, internet. <laughs> Yeah, so you and I kind of like that not movie. Decisive. The That's what I does. Divisive. Yeah, the internet does not like that movie. For divisive and decisive are two very different don't. words, and they sound very similar. I apologize. <laughs> you did your you did your best, yeah. buddy. Um, but for the meantime, before we cover Captain Marvel next week, Derek, we have a little segment we like to call Crisis Averted. So who you send us love to this week? Um, I, once again, my girlfriend. Um, happy anniversary, KT. If you're listening to this, KTJ. Um, we know your parents. Shout are. out to. Yeah. Shout out to Kevin Herter. Um, he a terp. That's all I need to say there. Uh, and shout out dads. Shout out my dad specifically. I love that guy. He, I saw him this past weekend for Father's Day and uh, got some wings and beer. So that was fun. Nice. Love a good wings and beer day. Um, I myself am going to send some love to Tyler because he went to watch hockey with me on Sunday and we had a couple of beers and then watched some weird stuff go down. And I'm glad that someone was there to see that with me. Um and uh so shout out tyler and uh yeah that's all i got this week actually not a lot going on in my life (laughs) not much um so shout out you if you were in my life so yay there we go uh derek any final thoughts before we wrap this up um no never mind uh nope never mind never mind (laughs) nope i got no thoughts derek's like should i say i'll say say no thoughts no thoughts at all (laughs) no thoughts brain head Uh, empty the head was full of something um so uh well with that being said this has been episode 72 of the quarter life crisis podcast i've been your host hunty along with everyone's favorite co-host d-rec we will catch you next week okay bye <laughs>